welcome into the third installment of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, the pro sports show where we talk about this and how I'm from Boston. I'm Robert Tuchel. And I'm Ron Lozon. On today's episode, we are going to recap the Super Bowl that happened yesterday, Super Bowl 50 with the Denver Broncos and Carolina Panthers. We will get to all of that. Um, who are the big winners? Who are the big losers? We're going to talk a little bit about um, the commercials, um, which ones we liked, which ones we didn't, what stood out, the halftime show, of course, and, um, and a new segment we are starting today. So starting out with the Super Bowl, let's get your guys' thoughts. Well, I thought I was not very intrigued by the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I know it was kind of a defensive mind the game, but the story going into it was the offense, particularly the two quarterbacks, Peyton Manning of the Broncos and Cam Newton of the Panthers, and they both were both some par. And uh, I thought the game was really good defensively. If you're, they say defense wins championships, the old sports cliche, and it was kind of a battle between Luke Keekley and Von Miller, and Von Miller had the two forced fumbles that kind of carried his team. Uh, but then you talk about there was only two offensive touchdowns the whole game, uh, field goals, or multiple field goals, a missed field goal. Yep. Uh, so it was just not very intriguing in that way. Uh, I think, though, it was good. If this is Peyton Manning's last game, was a what a way to go out. And uh, against Carolina, I thought Cam Newton – with all the accolades, all the MVP awards, and everything he's done this season, uh, kind of just came back to bite him, I guess, in this game. And then the subsequent press conference where he walked out in the media kind of showed this, he's not that big of really Superman, I guess. Uh, but you know what? I thought I wasn't intrigued, but it was a good defensive game. And you know, I'm just looking forward to next season. That's all I have to say. Agreed. I think this this game may have been one of the most boring Super Bowls I've ever watched in recent memory. You got all these great memories that we had of Super Bowls, the uh, San Antonio Holmes catch uh, back for the Steelers when they beat the Cardinals. You got just last year, Malcolm Butler's interception to seal the Patriots' win. Uh, this just lacked all of that. It The only significant play that I can think of is – like there's a, there's a few the the one-handed interception off of Peyton Manning which wasn't even that bad of a throw and then you had Devin it was Fun- a pretty bad throw it, it, he threw it right to it, him come on it, it, well it was right to him but he had to extend his arm and it was one-handed it was sure, a, it was it athletic was, it was a athletic. better interception than it was a bad throw okay I'll give you that so you have that and then you have the Devin Funchess he had to leap up and catch that way overthrown Cam Newton pass and Cam Newton did that all day long yesterday overthrew. Ted Ginn a few times, uh, just overthrew Greg Olson, I know, for sure, one time. Um, it, it was a bad performance. He had 265 passing yards. He had one interception. He got sacked six times. The Panthers overall got sacked seven times. Ted Ginn had one uh, attempt of uh, being quarterback. Cam Newton right. threw it back to him, and it, he took the sack. He should have just thrown it away, and they, they, they had a few bad plays on that, and uh, they just couldn't get the rushing game going. Mike Tolbert had a couple fumbles there, and Cam Newton fumbled it a few times. Uh, and then C.J. Anderson ran for 90 yards, and he was able to pick up first down after first down. He found the hole almost every time. And going on punt returns now, Ted Ginn had three attempts on punt returns, just two yards. Jordan Norwood for the Broncos had just one punt return. 61 yards got them in the scoring range. And uh, all these plays combined just made for the Broncos to inevitably be the Super Bowl champions. And I don't know if this is going to be Peyton Manning's last game, but if, if it is, he's going to go out a champion. Right, and last week we all made predictions, and the week prior we all you guys both said the Panthers would win slightly. Yeah. 
I said they'd blow them out. So we were all wrong. <laughs> I was more wrong, but we were all wrong on that. Um, listen, the game just sucked overall. If you like defense, if you like special teams, if you like the refs throwing a flag every play, then this is your kind of game. Most fans don't. The refs are a huge factor. They're making horrible calls all game. Um, Kent Newton, you couldn't even see what he could really do because his whole line kind of disappeared like Tom Brady's did um, two weeks prior. It was just a bad game. Um, guys are missing field goals. Um, it, it just wasn't fun to watch. The commercials sucked. Um, and it's just crazy that Broncos won because Peyton only threw for, what, 104 yards? 141 yards. It was 13 of 23. It was like the lowest in Super Bowl history for a winner, maybe overall. He was sacked five times. He was sacked yeah. five yeah. times, and he hit two, two strip fumbles. Mm-hmm. Right. The only two players I think played well in the game at all were Coney Ely and Von Miller, who both were monsters in the game. Yeah. So that was somewhat fun to watch those guys having their come out party, mm-hmm. especially Ely. But besides that, Cam Cam didn't do anything. He didn't show up. Peyton didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. It just it just wasn't that. It just wasn't. Demarius Thomas only had one catch too. Yep. Talk about Cam. I'm surprised he threw for 260 something yards, 265 yards. He made him throw the ball 41 times. He only completed 18 of his passes. Uh, but we talked about Carolina. You know, they didn't start off well. That's what got Denver in. Denver was able to do what most teams weren't able to do most of the season, is that have Carolina start off slow. It was 10 nothing by the end of the first quarter. I mean, we talked about this entire playoffs. You know, it's been Carolina that's get off to the hot starts. Against Seattle, they blew them out in that first quarter. And every everything else. Uh, you know, Denver, their defense was pretty uh, solid. You talk about Bradley Roby and everybody. And uh, looking at these stats right now, uh, I think uh, Demarcus Ware four quarterback hits, not he, he had not a complete sacks too. Yeah, the quarterback hits not a complete sack, but you're getting pressure. And we talked about Denver's defense. I mean, Luke Kuechly, of all defensive players, had the most tackles, all with ten. Mm. Uh, but Von Miller with those six tackles and those f- forced fumbles, he had two quarterback hits. He was very deserving of the MVP award, and it was just a defensive mind the game and. We talked about Denver might have had the best defense in the entire NFL. It showed last night. Yeah, they definitely proved it for sure. Yeah, I thought Carolina coming in was the hotter team, especially defensively, but Denver proved they were the true defense. I think Carolina's secondary is a little better, but Denver's front seven, just monsters. Right. They just destroyed um, Carolina's offensive line, gave Cam Newton no time. Jonathan Stewart, I think, maybe finished with two yards rushing. Like, he was horrible. That, that, that front seven is legit. They, they really showed up, and they won that Super Bowl. They proved the cliche right, defenses do win Super Bowls, because their offense was subpar at best. I mean, you look at two years ago when their offense was setting records, they got blown out in the Super Bowl. This time, completely opposite. Their offense does nothing, yet they're the ones doing all the damage because their defense wreaked havoc. Their defense pretty much outscored Carolina's offense. Yeah, they I mean, it, was, it, it was insane. And Carolina had no rushing attack. And uh, that's kind of been the story throughout most of the year. Uh, I know Jonathan Stewart, but, I mean, you had Devin Funches has been stepping up the entire season. I mean, Corey Brown, Tegan Jr., they had a good receiver core even without Kelvin Benjamin to begin the year. But they didn't show up yesterday. Jonathan Stewart was 12 carries for 29 yards. That's your best rusher, and that's the Super Bowl. I mean, they had to do something better. That's probably what cost them the game. I mean, C.J. Anderson, 23 carries for 90 yards and mm-hmm. a touchdown. Yep. So that makes a big difference. When you can't run the ball and you give yourselves no chance, especially against a pass rush, pass rush like that, and their receivers, they're not built for a team that has to pass every down. During the regular season, they were, I think, second in rushing offense per, per game, 24th in passing. You have no true threat. You have guys that, that can do a manageable job, but not one that can take over. 
Funches is good. Philly Brown is decent. Ted Ginn Jr. is decent, but they're not guys that can take over. And all of them, besides Funches, really fell apart yesterday. Ted Ginn dropped everything that came near him. Jericho Cotchery, I think, was allergic to the ball most <laughs> of the game. And Philly Brown showed yeah. why he's a speedster but doesn't have great hands. They all were horrible yesterday. Greg Olson was a non-factor. Yeah, and when you can't run the ball and those catches. guys aren't making catches, there's nothing you can do. And Greg Olson's the catalyst of that entire offense, too. I mean, you got, like you said, you got all these average receivers. Kelvin Benjamin's out. Who, who are you going to throw to? Greg Olson's the only reliable receiver. Well, he's a tight end. The only reliable tight end slash receiver that you have on offense because you're not going to be able to throw to Corey Brown every time. You're not going to be able to throw to Devin Funches every time. Kelvin Benjamin being out really hurt that offense. Looking at these stats right now, I mean, Tegan Jr., four receptions, but he was targeted ten times. Olsen, four receptions, was targeted nine times. And Corey Brown, Philly Brown, four receptions for seven targets. That just shows you how good not just the front seven for Denver is, but with a keep to leave on the outside and the corners yep. and secondary, it's just been phenomenal. All defensive game. Give credit to Wade Phillips, the man, <laughs> former Cowboys yep. uh, head coach. Yep. Yep. Came here in Gary Kubiak, too. He was fired two years ago Former from, from Houston, Houston. yeah. Mm -hmm. And now he comes to Denver and wins the Super Bowl with a 39-year-old quarterback. Him, I'm glad he that brought was, along his awesome. uh, reliable tight end, Owen Daniels, too. They've been w together for their entire careers. Right. So it's good It's good to see those guys win a Super Bowl, for sure. And coming in, um, Carolina's defense, I think, was really even. And I think yesterday they got to the quarterback well, and they did some really, well, they did some really good things. But their offense, when you're turning over the ball every other possession – you're, you're, you're not helping out your defense at all. Right. That all Carolina's offense lost the game. Not only Denver, they, they, didn't, they didn't get half as many yards as Carolina, but they didn't turn the ball over. They punted every time, mm -hmm. and, and their punter. They pinned Their punter might have been the MVP if Von Miller didn't have that, all, all that yeah. monster game because their punter gave Ted Ginn no chance every time. Always pinned him back. So, yeah, your offense doesn't do anything, but you're at least not giving the ball up. You're punting down the field rather than giving the team the ball right there, which is what Carolina did. If Carolina didn't turn the ball over, I think they would have won the game. Their offense was getting on the field more than Denver's was. They did have Cam a few I think drives Cam where they had were a better game than Peyton, but he didn't cough oh up yeah. as much. Yeah, they right. did. They did have a few drives down the stretch where they were they had something going, and then Mike Tolbert fumbled, and then Cam Newton threw an interception, and those are really the keys of that game. I I totally agree with you. The, the fumbles specifically, uh, Mike Tolbert's were huge going down the stretch because I I'm pretty sure one of them led to a Denver field goal, and, and they had the ball for what seemed like forever on that drive. Yep. And killing the time is huge, too. Carolina mm. could not hold on to the ball, especially the first yeah. half. It felt like every time one of their guys was running, I was I was pretty sure they were going to drop it every time. The play before yeah. Tolbert fumbled, Cam Newton fumbled, but he luckily mm -hmm. was down before that play. But it was just like, geez, like you're scared like watching the game that they're just going to cough it up every time. Yeah. You had no confidence because the whole game, their receivers are dropping it. Their quarterbacks and running backs can't hold on to it. There was one read option where Cam and um, Stewart had no communication. They almost dropped it on that because mm -hmm. Cam was trying to pull it back too late and Stewart was trying to run with it. They just weren't ready for that game. They were rattled. It was you just, could definitely tell. It's just a game of bad offenses. Like, we know Denver, they put up 24 points, but their offense wasn't even that good. I mean, Andre Caldwell, Owen Daniels, and Demarius Thomas each had one reception. Yep. Manuel Sanders had six receptions for 83 yards, but Ronnie Hillman, five carries, zero yards, was targeted once, did not make a single catch. This offense was kind of inept, and so was uh, Carolina's. But we talked about defenses. What was the better defense? And it was Denver Broncos, and that's why they – on this Monday, the 8th of February, are the Super Bowl champs. Yep, and that is their, was their fourth Super Bowl championship, third? I know they're close to the top. Something they, like that. I think it yeah. was their third. They've yeah. now moved into that top tier of NFL teams with San Francisco, 
with the Dallas Cowboys, um, Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers, New England Patriots. They're in that elite franchise category now. I think they sure. took that. I think they took that next step. Yeah, I think their odds were fourteen to one for next season, and then I think Carolina's was ten to one. But they had like Pittsburgh and New England were the best, the favorites for next for 2016, yeah. 17, 16. And I think seven. I think Peyton's done, so I think that will hurt Denver a little bit. But with that right. front seven, I mean, don't count them out. Brock Osweiler, all he has to do is pretty much be a game manager. I think he proved that. Don't turn the ball over, kid. You don't got to throw for 300 <laughs> yards. You protect that football. Our front seven will do the rest. Well, he's won three games with when uh, Peyton was out and then mm-hmm. everything. He won four Brock. games. Four games? He was four and two. Yeah, four and yeah two. I thought it was four and two. I think it was three like in a row, right? Was it? Yeah. Three in a row. Yeah. So but I don't think I've ever seen a team come into the Super Bowl with that much confidence, that much momentum, and totally just, just fall apart. Right. Just bust like that. Carolina, that was – that was very disappointing to see, especially with half the, with half the country really pulling for the Panthers. Panthers Nation was really right behind them. That probably just killed all that. Mm-hmm. They had a whole week to repair. They were rested. They got on the plane. I think they were in San Francisco the one week before, and they had time to rest. And I don't think anybody was expecting that offensive showing that they put up. And I think the most disappointing was Cam Newton. Not only the way he played, which that one play where he didn't, he decided to not die for that fumble, kind of made him look yeah. weak, like he didn't want it. Absolutely. And then after he acted like a poor sport, it's not answering questions, has his hood up, and then he just walks off. Like, bro, if you're if you're going to be all confident and all happy when you're winning everything, then you got to show, you got to be resilient when your team's not winning. You got to be like, you got to act like that through adversity. That's a true leader when you can be that kind of guy through yep. the tough times, not only the good. And he he showed that he's still a little immature. With that, he showed he's not truly ready to be the face in the NFL. He's not truly that that elite leader yet. I think this game's going to really wake them up, though, because they had no Super Bowl experience. Peyton Manning and Denver have had plenty of that. Right. Uh, the last time Carolina was in the Super Bowl <laughs> was what ten years ago, twelve years ago. Yep. Uh, it's been a long time. And Cam Newton, back when they were in the Super Bowl the last time, he was probably back in middle school. Uh, you you got to take all these into factor. They don't have any Super Bowl experience until that game. Now they do. They're going to be ready for next season. And with Kelvin Benjamin coming back and with Greg Olson and all these guys coming back, they're going to be more ready than any team in the NFL. Well, they're such a young team, too. You look at their roster compared to yeah. Denver's. Denver is all veterans. They were built mm-hmm. for Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Carolina's built for the future. So I would definitely take Carolina's roster going forward rather than Denver's. Carolina, they're they're all so young. Philly Brown, Devin Funches, those guys only been in the league for one in two years. Yep. Right. Cam Newton, this is only his fourth year. I mean, their whole defense was just drafted within the last few years. Yeah. So they're built for the future because they drafted all those guys rather than Denver, who got a lot of their guys in free agency with a lot of veteran moves. They were ready to win now. I think Carolina is more prepared for the future. And then Ron Rivera was going to get better, too, as a coach because I think that first half he had those wasted those two challenges right away and maybe could have came at the bottom a little bit. Uh, I don't think – maybe when he gets this team better for next year and they can maybe win all 16 games and go back to the Super Bowl, and he'll be a better coach out of it, too, because – comes down to coaching too not just offense and defense right. but who's who's the guy that's leading everybody and we see people like marvin lewis for the Bengals that doesn't really have that sort of you know character in them i yeah. think ron rivera gary kubiak these guys are proven and they can do it do you think that that first uh challenge that they had do you think that that should have been reversed that catch I don't that think was so. definitely a catch. Yeah. I think that it was, was a for catch. sure a catch. I don't know what you're looking at there. Even Mike yeah. Carey came in and said, "There's no doubt they're overturning this call." Yep. No. That's what frustrates me about referees in all sports. You have the best technology on the planet. How do you miss something like that? I'm watching yeah. on my TV from thousands of miles away. I can tell he rolled over. The ball never touches the ground. They're saying, "Oh, he bobbled it. Never had full possession." 
well, the ball never touched the ground. So what he, are you trying to say? The ball yeah, never touched the right. ground. It's in his hands. Yeah. Like he, he has he, the ball. He bobbled it. He repossessed the ball. I think the ball did touch the ground a little bit, but at the time that he, the ball was touching the ground, he had control of it. So at that point, his it hands should, underneath it. Yeah, so they can his still hands touch the ground, underneath but if you it, have the ball, possession, yeah, exactly. you have control. It's so still a catch. At, yeah, at that point, it should still be a catch, and they should be continuing that drive. But that what kind happened, of stalled the drive. A what happened? Bit there. What happened the next play? Von Miller crushes Cam Newton, yep. touchdown Denver. That right. turnaround the exactly. whole game was one call. Yeah, Ron Rivera should have won that challenge, and maybe that maybe that cost them the game. Absolutely, maybe that, yeah. they lost all momentum at that point. It's a turning point for sure. Maybe Carolina's Super Bowl champs if it's not for that call. That's why refs are so important, and they continue to screw up. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> we can have a full <laughs> show just oh, for how bad oh, referees yeah. are. It's because it's it's pretty pathetic, especially in football. We'll see how they get better if they do. Yeah. Right. So going to our new segment we are debuting today. It is called Studs and Duds, where we each pick a stud, a player we that performed well over the weekend, and talk about that. And then a dud, a guy who didn't show up over the weekend, who was disappointing. So we're going to go around. We're going to talk about our stud and our dud. I will start. So my stud was um, is general manager John Elway for the Denver Broncos. Just to, when he came in five years ago, Denver was pretty much nothing. Um he got Tim Tebow, got him the playoffs one year, but then you know he noticed for the future that wasn't going to work. What did he do? He went out, he got Peyton Manning, got Peyton a bunch of weapons, and that offense set records. I mean, they were great. He got John Fox as the head coach. Um, they made it to the Super Bowl. Peyton broke the record for most touchdowns and passing touchdowns in a year, most yards. They were they were prolific, but they lost the Super Bowl, and he realized, you know what, this isn't going to work. He completely changed over the roster again, made them a defensive team. He fired coach John Fox, who won four AFC West titles in four years. He got rid of Eric Decker. Julius Thomas, we don't need you. Wes Welker, bye-bye. Defense, he drafts Von Miller. He drafts Derek Wolf. He brings in DeMarcus Ware, brings in Chris Harris, brings in Aqib Tlaib, TJ Ward. Completely changes over the roster. And their offense becomes terrible, but he realized, you know, defense is what's going to win us this thing. Built up that defense, brought in Gary Kubiak, a defensive-minded head coach, and, and, they, and they won it. So I think he's my stud, John Elway, not only for what he did as a player, but he proved he's an elite general manager as well. So I think big thumbs up to him. My dud, um, I don't know if you guys noticed the other football news during the Super Bowl. Marshawn Lynch had a tweet with a pair of sneakers hanging from telephone wire, symbolizing that he's, he's hanging them up, he's retiring. And you know what, that's okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. But you're going to do that during the Super Bowl, <laughs> really? The, the football game that has nothing to do with you, like that, you're just being bitter and you're jealous that you're not there. That for once in the last three years, it's not about Seattle. It's not about Marshawn. Guess what, Marshawn? You had your chance last year at Media Day, and what did you do? Oh, yeah, you decided to block out the media. Oh, uh, I, um, you know why I'm here and all that stuff. Like, bro, give it up. You had your chance. <laughs> you were in the spotlight. Don't try to take it away from Carolina and Denver. This is about them. It's not about you. Wait till the next day. Wait till next week, something like that. Because then it had like a 100,000 retweets, 110,000 likes. It's like you're getting all the attention away from the game. Today's not about you, Marshawn. Seattle, you guys got your butts whooped by Carolina. So save it for another day. So he's, he's definitely my dud. It's funny you say that because my stud is Marshawn Lynch. No, no. Yeah. And I'll tell Get you out. why. I understand. Get out. And <laughs> the, the, the timing was poor, I agree. But it was near the end of the game. The game was already out of hand. Then why not wait another hour? And it goes to show how much people cared about the Super Bowl at that point in time. They didn't. Like you said, it had over 100,000 retweets. That's a lot of retweets the last time I checked. I've never had 100,000 retweets. If it's something for Marshawn Lynch basically alluding that he's going to retire, good for him. He's had a great career.
career. He had 2,144 rushes, 9,122 yards, 74 career touchdowns, and he won a Super Bowl. At that point, you couldn't really ask for much more because he's 29 years old. The shelf life of running backs in the NFL are around 29 to 30 years old. I got to give him credit. He's beast mode. Yeah, he's beast mode, man. And he, it, I'm not saying he's not a great player. He had an oh, awesome yeah. career. No, such, yeah, such a beast, great on the field. But it's like, dude, you're, you'll have your day. Why not wait till another day? Or make yep. a big press conference. Yeah. Today's not your day. Well, he, you can he's do it never been time. one to talk to the media directly. So that's True, why he just he has a tweet with shoes hanging up. Like, that's his way of announcing I'm done. He was bored at the Super he's Bowl. A very, that's why he said, I'm going to yeah. go and create my own stir. And he's a very casual person. But he knows he can create a stir. Everyone loves Marshawn Lynch. He's a yeah. big He's a big. He's, he's a, a funny big, guy. He's one of the stars of the league, but it's like, yeah. dude, you can just wait. You can wait your turn, I think. I agree. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. So, Marshawn Lynch is my stud. He's had a great career. Uh, my dud, I don't know if you guys heard this today, but LaShawn McCoy was involved with uh, assaulting a that. police officer off-duty. I did not know this. You didn't? Wow. Yeah, okay, so this is news to you. LaShawn McCoy, and I don't remember. Somebody who, else. Who is the other player? I, I don't even know. Uh, I someone, never heard of the guy. Someone that's before. not LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, so. uh, LaShawn McCoy is the, the bigger guy. So that Sh- Shady about. and somebody else. Shady and some other player assaulted, uh, was it three officers, two or three off-duty police Something. officers. Yeah, I think it was two. Um, last night around 2.30 in the morning. It, it, it's just incredible that people continue to do this while the NFL is saying, hey, let's not get into fights. Let's not do this. Let's not do that. It, it's just incredible that these players that are making millions of dollars continue to put their reputation on the line and do something so stupid like this. He's a great running back. Buffalo traded for him for a reason, and the reason not not being assaulting police officers, the right. reason he's a great running back. He's shady, he's shady McCoy. He's shifty. Uh, he gets to the outside. And now he's worthy of the nickname Shady because he's and, truly yeah, shady now. He's truly yeah. shady now. So he is Gosh. my dud of the weekend. You know, my Wait, can we look this up? Can we find out who the other players were? I think it was just one other there, yeah, there was just one other player. Was it another player, or is it like just a regular? Another, uh, no, they na- they named him. I, I was like, I, I never heard anything about this this morning. I kind of just but I didn't skipped over that other guy. It was Curtis Brinkley. Brinkley. Who? I'm going to look. Is, this is that, I think that's another up. Buffalo Curtis. guy. Curtis I, Brinkley. I wouldn't be is he surprised. like a defensive player for Buffalo or something? He's a former football running back. Oh, he's – Okay, so some don't-name guy we don't even know about. He plays for the Chargers. He's 30-year-old. He played for the Chargers. He's in the league – 2009-2012 with the Chargers was in the offseason with the Bears in 2013. Won the Ed Block Courage Award in 2011. <laughs> That's his accolades. Sounds uh, like a very someone. courageous individual. Yeah. Right. Him and Shady, just model citizens. All right, we're getting to my studs now? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, That's yeah, all you, Evan. Yep. All right, the first Red Wings mention of, on the podcast. Okay, here we go. All right. The, stud, uh, the man, Dylan Larkin. Shocker. Okay. Uh, he's younger than everybody in this room right now, all three of us. And <laughs> That's sad. Over the weekend, so, the Red Wings played the New York Islanders, and they won 5-1. to one. And They snapped the – I don't know how – they were on a losing streak at that point. They weren't playing that well. But Dylan Larkin, in the first period, he had an assist. Kyle Quincy scored the goal, put the Red Wings up 2 nothing. That was Larkin's 19th assist of the season. In the third period, scored, got 18th goal. That goal was insane, too. Right. Stole away from the guy and just brought her in and that. And he's doing this without having all the time on ice. Uh, we talked about advocators had 18, 13 time on ice, and Pavel Datsuk had 17 minutes, and Zedberg had 17 minutes, Glenn Denning had 17 minutes, Dylan Larkin had 13 minutes. Wow. And 
It's incredible. He leads yeah. the league in plus minus and is tied for the re- the lead in uh, and rookie he's goals. He's nineteen years he's old. The fastest fr- skater. This is incredible. What he's he's a doing. Freshman. I watched him at U of M last year. He was good. He wasn't this good. He's dominating the pro level more than he was the college level last year. Like this kid is unreal. Rookie he can't even year. drink yet. He can't even drink a beer yet. Yeah. And he's one of the best pl- best player on the Red Wings already. And the Red Wings, you know. What is it now? They made the playoffs. That'd be to their 23rd year? 24th. 24th straight okay. year. 24th so straight our entire year. lifetime. We've never seen the we're, Red we're Wings pretty good not luck. the playoffs. We were the golden, we were the golden age since mm-hmm. we were born. Yeah. And this core is still together. I mean, I mean, Datsuk and Zetterberg are aging, but then you got guys like Yurko and Tatar and Nyquist. Uh, and Nyquist and Larkin. and Mrazic. They got a really everybody. good young core. That's a they've young done a core great that's, job drafting. that's teaming with this Absolutely. older core, and they're still continuing to make the playoffs, and they've been they've gotten close. They were I, think, the th- I think they're one piece away this year. If they trade for a guy like Stamkos, watch out in the playoffs. Right. Watch out. So that's my stud, Larkin and the Red Wings. My dud today, one of my favorite Detroit Tigers of all time, Delman Young, oh, was uh, yeah. age 30 now. He's a free agent. I don't think he's going to go back to the Major League Baseball anytime soon. If because he was charged and choking the valet in Miami. <laughs> he was charged that, with I battery. S- I saw your tweet about him. I didn't know that there was news about him either, though. Yeah, that was very shocking. Gosh. And, uh, uh, he said something very vulgar to him, and I'm not going to repeat it. You can go online and read it yourself. But very sad for Delman Young because when he was at the Tigers in New York, he was accused of being an anti-Semite and uh, he was yeah, talking I to somebody. That. Yeah. that was his kind of just started this whole thing and uh delman his brother dimitri a former also tiger as well they thought had problems with a number of things mm-hmm. uh, but delman young he's the all-time tigers leader in postseason home runs with nine was a very terrible defender when his time with detroit uh yes, if you was. ever see him play the outfield or anything very good some good dh good offensive player he was clutch that one year in the playoffs for us. Yeah, it was the defensive 2012 like, ALCS MVP. Yeah, against so. the Yankees, yeah. But yeah. he couldn't catch a fly ball to save his life. No, my my grandma probably could have caught more, <laughs> more more fly balls than him. Yeah, I think Victor Martinez is a better defender. He can't <laughs> even move. Yeah. Fiamar can't even move. Right. Yeah, he so. only has one knee. Basically, yeah. So Very sad to see Delman Young yeah. go for Maybe him and Shady should start so. hanging out. They sound like they deserve each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think a uh, friendship's gonna bond over here right now. Probably, probably yeah. while they're both in prison, because that's what it's. Yeah, they like, could be cellmates. You yeah, never cellmates. know. Cellmates. Oh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a new TV show. Oh yeah, Life Behind the Cell. Put it right on CBS. Featuring Delman Young and Shady McCoy. <laughs> we gotta get this with going. with actors playing them, of course. So we have Michael B. Jordan playing Shady McCoy. <laughs> and it, and it, Michael B. Jordan in his best role yet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so this we talked awesome. about the Super Bowl. We named our studs and duds yep. on the weekend. Um. Let's talk about the commercials and the halftime show. What you liked, what you didn't like. I did not watch a lot of the commercials. I'm never a guy that's <coughs> going to stick around after they go into the intermission or some timeout. I'm going to go to the bathroom or grab a snack or something. I'm not going to watch that. Saw a couple with uh, the Bud Light with uh, Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer. I thought those were good. There was the one with Ryan Reynolds. It was like a town of Ryan Reynolds. And yeah, yeah. I thought those were interesting. Uh I want to talk about the halftime show because I'm a big Coldplay fan, and I was very disappointed uh, just because, you know, Coldplay started off well. They had, like, they playing a Viva La Vida, Paradise, uh, their new song, Adventure of a Lifetime. Everything was going smoothly. Then all of a sudden, Mark Ronson pops, pops up with Bruno Mars, and they do Uptown Funk, which is a year or two old now. And Bruno Mars had his own halftime show, if you remember. He did. And so did Beyonce. And they both came back to have – 
I guess encores, I guess. Uh, Coldplay didn't really want to play music. I don't know. I thought the ending, though, where everyone was on the stage and they had like the go through the pass all the Super Bowl halftime shows. I thought those were interesting. But it was very disappointing because I thought this was going to be Coldplay's show, but it was Pepsi was like, we're celebrating past, present, future of music. All right, what was that mean? I saw what it meant uh, last night. Uh, could have been better, but, you know, halftime shows. It was supposed to be a big drop-off from the Katy Perry fiasco last year with Lop Shark and all that. That was so. just a huge show. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It was a show. It wasn't yeah. a performance. So there was no performing. No, people were like, ske- big s- this is skeptical. the worst halftime show ever. That yeah. was last night's, but it wasn't supposed to be dazzling. It's supposed to be like, hey, let's play a few quick songs during the the, the break before the third quarter. I agree. Um, it was pretty disappointing <coughs> in general. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big Coldplay fan as well, uh, and I love my music. I'm a diehard music fan. Uh, I play guitar. I've been playing guitar since freshman year of high school, and and uh, it's just disappointing seeing Bruno Mars and Beyonce come back. Uh, they, they didn't really contribute a whole lot to what Coldplay, I think, wanted to do. Because it went from the Coldplay's first three songs right into, okay, here's Bruno Mars. And then he did Uptown Funk real quick. And then he was like, all right, well, here's Beyonce. And she was just dancing or whatever. And it, they, they didn't really do a whole lot to enhance the show. Um, Coldplay... Uh, didn't really sound that good, honestly. No, I think Chris Martin's voice was a little bit hoarse. Yeah, it, it was a little bit. Uh, it, it seemed like he w- he was out of breath by the end of the first song. Uh, by mm-hmm. the end of Viva La Vida, he was like, <sighs> like yeah. breathing in and out, like he was running a marathon. They right? haven't toured in about a few years, but they played in some small theater concerts. Yeah, now yeah, they're going yeah. on a big worldwide tour this summer, so it'll be yep. interesting to see what he does. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I do like the the whole let's look into the past and see all these other music artists. They were playing the piano part to clocks during that part i thought that was kind of cool and then they ended on fix you the piano part there and it, it was uplifting near the end um yeah. with everyone getting together and uh just kind of ending the halftime show on a high note no pun intended but um <laughs> but uh, but yeah overall the uh the halftime show was a disappointment and uh i they definitely needed a little bit more cold play in my opinion i think uplifting is a good word to say it in the beginning it was kind of depressing like he's singing really low all these kind of slower songs. I don't think that's what people want. It's good music, and it's good to go see in concert and everything. But when you're watching mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, you're all riled up from the game and everything. You're pumped up. You kind of want you kind of want uplifting music to pump you up even more. And I think when Uptown Funk started, that's when people started getting okay. People started dancing, started getting more exciting. I think before that, it's a little too slow. And that's that's okay because that's Coldplay's music. But maybe they weren't the best pick for a Super Bowl show, and maybe Bruno Mars and Beyonce aren't either. I like I like the old ones better when they bring in a classic rock band. Me too. Yeah. kind of rock out. Me too. It was just good music. It wasn't about it being a big show, big yeah. props and everything. It was just good music that would entertain people. And it needs to go back to that. It doesn't need to be I some agree. big show. It doesn't need to be all cheesy with you putting the mic in the, the face of these little children that are around the stage, having a big message in the background, all love, the oh, whole love yeah. thing, whatever. And they're spending a bunch of money on that so stuff much. too, having all the props and right. all these other dancers come in. Uh, back when The Who played the Saints and Colts halftime show, I that was a show, man. Mm-hmm. I think that was the my favorite halftime show because I love The Who. Um, they're they're really old now, but I've I've always loved them. They went right into all their hits, and they were just they were rocking out, man. That was just a good jam, and they need to go back to those. I agree. They do. Uh, they had the Rolling Stones uh, at Detroit. 
when they had the, yeah, the one in yep. Detroit. They had the Rolling Stones. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. The one with Prince was good. Yeah, they had Prince. Uh, Aerosmith. They the had you too. Yeah, you too. I think the only newer one 11. I liked was um, Black Eyed Peas because they're kind of they're newer <sighs> music, hip hop and stuff too. But I think they're still kind of like they're a good band. Everybody can respect their I music. I think you're yeah, part of the minority like there. there. Yeah, you guys didn't like Black Eyed Peas. I, think, I, I love Black personally. Peas. I think that that one was pretty bad in my opinion, but. I liked I I liked Katy Perry's last year too because she right. she sang really well too. I, she looked really she, good because she's oh, hot. Oh, she looked she's great. Really hot. Oh yeah, well, I don't she's think beautiful. Her, I don't think she's that she's a beautiful girl. Live, yeah. but uh, I think she's a good singer. Depends. I mean, I think the uh, whoever's running these halftime shows likes to start controversy, trying to bring in all these different <laughs> acts that try to take the spotlight away yeah. from the main person, and then because well, it gets us to talk about it. They shifted away from bands in recent memory. They've had like. Talked about Bruno Mars, Beyonce, uh, who, who's somebody else? Katy, Katy Perry, yeah, Black Eyed Peas. I guarantee yeah, Taylor Black Swift IPs. will be coming in the next couple of years. Taylor Swift. She will has be Taylor, to. Yeah. She's so big right now, and yeah. her music is kind of like she she has the old country she can fall back on for the older people, and she has her new kind of pop music, Katy Perry music she can do for the younger crowd. So I'm surprised she'll they be coming in the next couple years yet. I bet she's either Super next year or the year after 51 that for sure. In Houston, Super Bowl Fifty One in Houston. Oh, that, that'd be Here perfect. she comes because yep. she love their country music. I can hear it now. Music. Oh, I can hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> Featuring Justin Bieber. Oh. Get ready oh, for it. Oh, good lord! That'll, no, please no. That'll get some Twitter controversy. So that's up. what they want to do. It's hey, that'll get them a whole bunch of viewers though. Yep. yep. That viewership will go way up. Yep. All right. So shifting towards the commercials, there were some interesting ones. There was the um, the Doritos one with the baby. So that was kind of funny. That one the was baby pretty. They came out when the Dorito was going that way. That's kind of funny. And then there were some weird ones, like Mountain Dew's Kickstart commercial with um, Puppy Monkey Baby. I don't know what the hell that thing was or who <laughs> thought of that, but they need to be fired immediately. You're spending $5 million for 30 seconds, and that's what you come up with, some animated puppy-monkey-baby hybrid. It gets what, people how does talking, that, though. But, but how is that promoting your product? Like, oh, this it's is what, not. This is what you're thinking about when you're drinking our product. Like, you're high, and I, I don't know what they were thinking about with that, Ed. That was weird. It, it was really weird. Um, he's like licking the guy's face, and he's licking the, the can of Mountain Dew Kickstart. I, how is that promoting <laughs> your product? Just how about you get Morgan Freeman in the commercial, and he can just talk about yeah. how good it is. That would have been better. Oh, that'd be perfect. I, I, Morgan Freeman's the the go to guy for uh, for his voice. Yeah. But yeah, the puppy monkey baby. Uh, I watched That's comfortable. The f- I watched the first five seconds of that maybe. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go on Twitter and see what's going on. Yeah. Which Twitter was filled with. Someone made a puppy monkey baby Twitter account. So there's that now. <sighs> That and Left Shark. Yeah, I was going to say the Left Shark. That was made within. Yeah, oh, probably. They probably have more followers than I do. That's what they try to do now. (laughs) Sometimes commercials are not for for you to buy their ads. They're supposed to to create controversy and Mm -hmm. a lot of hype and talk, and then that will get you to buy buy their ads. Will it, though? I'm not going to buy Mountain Dew Kickstarter because of that commercial. I'm st- I'm going to stay away from it. Have you had Mountain Dew Kickstarter? I'll talk about it, but I'm not going to. Oh, I have had it. It's pretty good. Huh. It's Mountain Dew with like amp kind of mixed energy so drink. So it's like a Mountain Dew energy? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's basically. Well, I'm, I'm staying away one. from it now. Specifically of, because, because of, of puppy, monkey. puppy Monkey Baby. So thank you for that, Mountain Dew. You just lost a customer. What else? What, are those, what else did you guys see that you liked or didn't like? Yeah, anyone see that Loons commercial pop up on their TV? Which one uh, was that? The Great Lakes Loons. No, oh, I didn't there, see that. There were like two or three of those. There was two or three. It was really? just like, this is a Super Bowl. Yeah. No, I must have missed that. It was great. I there saw was one, of them. one with the art van talking about yeah. water crisis. One yeah. of yeah. one of those one of loons. loons ones was only like five seconds long, though. It was just like a we're coming back thing. And it, I was yeah. like, what the heck was that? And then they showed the one like ten minutes later probably. I was like, okay, this makes more sense. There's one with like a football coach with like a Loons polo. It was like 
what is this about? This is a baseball huh. team. <laughs> like, how do He's they wearing headsets. How headphones? do they have the money what? to have those on there, though? So that's why I, I don't know. It's really weird. That's yeah. I, just I don't down know, M20, man. I'm down M20, the Midland <laughs> minor league baseball team. How they get a I like three it. great three commercials on the Super Bowl. I like it. Getting getting the word out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one that's I I didn't really pay attention to many of the commercials honestly, but one that was early on that I thought was kind of funny was that uh was that a guacamole or avocado commercial? Did you guys? Oh see yeah, that one? yeah, yeah. I thought yeah, that, that was, was pretty one of the funny. First ones. Yeah, it was like in the future kind of. And they were looking yeah, back yeah, looking on back. all the stuff that we're yeah, doing Scott right Bale now. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was pretty funny and clever. So I I I'd, I'd say that was probably uh one of the more relevant ones that sticks out in my mind. Uh, yeah, that puppy monkey baby. I just I can't deal with all that. I like stuff. the uh, the Drake Hotline Bling one, where he's performing Hotline Bling music video, and the people come in there like, "How about we take out this word and put that in?" It was a commercial for T-Mobile. I didn't see that one. So put in there more more fees and stuff like that. It was trying to like <laughs> trying to like talk talk down about other mm-hmm. phone companies and all that. And, they're, and yeah. they were like, "How about we get in the box with you?" And they're in there doing the dance and everything. <laughs> that was that was a funny one. I'm a Drake fan, so I appreciated that. There was a there was a TurboTax one too uh-huh. with a. The guy, I, I don't even know who he was, but he was just sitting there. He's like, oh, no, I would never uh, go sell out and do something like this to sell a product. And then, like, the next thing you see is a, a TurboTax uh, logo or whatever. I oh, thought yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. That is. That is. <laughs> Any others for you, Ev? No. That was it? Yeah, that was it. Loons and uh, Ryan Reynolds. And that was it. There was Ryan one Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> there was no one PSA one I liked about. Um, it's another one of those domestic violence ones. How, yeah. how like no more boys will be boys. I was. Ho- I'm hoping the whole Dallas Cowboy team was watching that because that's pretty <laughs> much directed at them. Hey, hey, Des Bryant, Greg Hardy. Um, uh, this commercial was made for you. Truly, we're, we're, yeah. we're calling that, you out. And yeah, we were kind of talking about this a little bit before we we went on here. Was uh. I that's the only reason that they had a commercial like that is because you got millions of viewers watching and I'm sure that Greg Hardy was watching the Super Bowl it, well, and Ray Rice it, and Ray but those Rice, whole controversies they had they have to have Sean like McCoy that to get image back up. and all these people uh, it it's just very fitting that the uh, the NFL puts in something like this trying to enhance their their image they have to, NFL got a lot of scrutiny last night uh, it was kind of funny you guys ever read the Onion yes. oh yes yeah. yeah. there was a headline it was just uh Super Bowl confetti made out of uh, ripped up concussion tests. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very perfect. That's actually really funny. That, yeah. that is funny. I got to read that. <laughs> ripped up concussion test. I think that there was no story to it. It was just a headline. That was it? Yeah. It was uh, well, there was no story. I, uh, oh, okay. It doesn't need a story. That's, wow. There's other hilarious. ones, though. That is hilarious. I think there was one for the halftime show. It was just that uh, halftime show was played by some weird sound source or sound m- malfunction plays <laughs> halftime Super Bowl show. And I saw a photo of yeah. of Chris Martin and Beyonce and, and Bruno Mars all on stage and Chris Martin was kind of like trying to get his uh, face on the camera and the caption was just like like when you're trying to fit in with, with your friends or whatever yeah, or with other cool people. people. Yeah, 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 when you're trying to fit in with them. I thought that was Because they were funny. walking down. He kept like bending over. It's like, yeah, like get yeah. the attention on me because everyone's going to look at Bruno Mars and Beyonce. No, yep. Sorry, no one cares about Chris Martin compared to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's amazing the Super Bowl, you know, brings people even like football coming together just because of the commercials, the halftime show, their favorite artists, and the game. Plus, it's, it's a reason to just throw a party. Yeah, and just good have food, some friends over, food. get good food, get some good drinks. Yeah, yeah in we, February when there's exactly. nothing going on exactly. and it's freezing cold. And now, sadly, football is over, and it's sad that it, yep. it had to end on a disappointing note because the game sucked. The commercials suck for the most part. The halftime show wasn't good. No. So hopefully Super Bowl Fifty One will 
will make up for this. Hopefully they will. Lions be Browns. Lions oh. be Browns. Good guys. Lions Let's go. versus Browns. Let's go. Oh, that'll, that'll, that'll never happen. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for listening to the third installment of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, brought to you by Central Michigan Life, online every day and in print Mondays and Thursdays. For Von Lozon, Evan Sashella, I'm Colin Loxton. We will see you next time.